Welcome, listeners. It's time to sharpen those unrealistically large knives, hide the body in the other room, and summon the ghost from the attic to share some popcorn. It's time to start slashing expectations. A subtle note of forewarning. We don't want to slash your expectations prematurely, but we mentioned the names of a lot of our topics beforehand, so if you're worried about spoilers, stop the episode now or pause the segment so you can listen to our next topic. Enjoy. Welcome to Slashing Expectations. I am your host, Tyler, the one with the really big boobs that tries to fit them through a doggy tour. Doggy tour? <laughs> <laughs> Try that again. You already fucked up. Yeah, Blooper number six. Yeah, just restart. The one with the double D tagle biddies that tries to fit them through a doggy door to escape the killer, and guess what? They don't fit. I'm also here today with Jake. Hi, I'm the guy who says I'll be right back and goes down the garage to get beer, but ends up dying in the garage while looking at the body of Big Titty Golf uh, GF and saying, Damn! How do you fit through that doggy door? I don't! <laughs> That's why he's dead. Wait, your doggy door is in the garage? It's. It, I think it's actually a cat door. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's small enough that she can't fit through it even though she's a fucking A-cup. We all know it. Well, Lise, how about you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Alicia. I'm that one that knows just a little too much about serial killers to where everyone thinks that I'm the killer, but I end up being correct in getting that killer spot on. And finally, I'm Gabe. I'm the guy who drank too much, stumbled off into the dark, and didn't make it all the way home. You're the obligatory <laughs> Christine reference that we all love and hate. Exactly. <laughs> what yes. is that a reference of? Christine. Oh my god. What is that? <laughs> so you, know, you know that bitch at the supermarket so that, <laughs> oh christine aguilera i love her <laughs> you love how my sound was just disappointment audible disappointment yep. you're, so you're talking to the guy who named his fucking car after the car that kills the girlfriend and i'm just sitting here like thanks babe you're welcome <laughs> you are welcome all right, so today we are reviewing and talking about the future of the Scream franchise, specifically with Scream 5. Just came out this year. I think you mean uh, Stab 9. Uh, Stab 9, yes. <laughs> Flamethrowers flame and Metal Ghost Face Masks. Let's go! No, 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 that was Stab 8. That was Stab 8. The new one is Stab 9. Oh, you're right. Stab 9. You're good. My favorite thing about the uh, the producers leaking, or like whoever leaked it, the only thing they leaked was the... Uh, what was it? It wasn't a commercial, the, but the... Uh, the trailer for Stab 8 instead of Scream. Yeah, exactly, with the metal mask and the fucking frame, flamethrower. The internet fucking blew up, by the way. They were like, what? Ghostface has a metal mask and a flamethrower? Just like they do in the movie when they bitch about how Stab 8 was not like the rest of the stabs. And everyone was like, where is the future of Scream? <laughs> Just like it happened. It was fucking incredible advertising. Oh, beautiful genius. Beautiful. Because then everyone's like sitting there like, where the fuck is the metal? Where's I don't the have my thrower? notes. No, Ty fucking sat there during the movie last night and literally took notes like a fucking high schooler. That's because he's a nerd. Okay, he loves this shit. He, 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 he would <laughs> literally watch a stabbing on the street and start to take photos of it instead of calling the police. He would take photos, then call the police and be like, sir, I have evidence. It wasn't he wouldn't me. say evidence. He'd be like, I'm going to put this on my wall. He'd be like, I have material. I mean, um, no, you uh, forget. That's me. Um, I'm evidence. the serial killer nut fucker. You guys ready for a quick story time? Oh, my God. Are you, are you going to talk about the time that lightning struck so close to you? No. Are you going to talk about the time where you almost died uh, longboarding down a hill? No. <laughs> are you going to talk about the time you got tipped for, with weed for pizza? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you have a lot of stories. I do have a lot of stories. Damn. <laughs> no, okay. All right. When I, when I was pretty young, 
Um, there was a really loud bang outside of my apartment door. I was home alone, by the way. My mom was at work. And I was like, what the fuck is this? So I opened the door just in time to see an FBI, a bunch of FBI guys holding a battering ram and busting down my neighbor's door. Oof. That sounds awesome, actually. Yep. So then the guy who's in charge of the operation turns to me. He's like, hey, you live here? I was like, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just squatting, Mr. Agent Man. <laughs> so he's just like, hey, do you know anything about your neighbors? And I was like, yes, I do. And I listed off a bunch of details about, like, how many people live in the house, how often they're home, how often the, the husband is home, which is the one that they were looking for, even though I didn't know that. I literally basically gave them all the information they needed as a little kid. <laughs> and then he's just like, well, will you call your mom for me because I need to talk to her? I was like, yeah, sure. So I call my mom and I give him the phone. And so he's sitting there asking my mom questions about, like, the pictures on the wall, making sure she's actually my mom and stuff. And so she's freaking the fuck out because she's like, fuck, the cops are there. But I literally broke down everything they needed to the point where they searched the house and left because they had all the information they needed. <laughs> what do you think that That's agent... That's actually awesome. Yeah, what do you think was going through the... Like, how old were you? Um, uh, let's see, <clears throat> junior high. Mind like, you, this was also in the apartments high. that he and I used to live in. Yeah. Mm. But beginning of junior high. But can, can you imagine sitting in the fucking interrogation room like, officers, I did nothing wrong. Well, this fucking 10-year-old says otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, we have all the evidence we need from your neighbor. Which one? I'll kill that bitch. Well, you see, it was the 11-year-old next door. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Tyler? <laughs> uh, literally, I was just like, I know everything about this family. So that, That's kind of creepy. Did they know you knew? Yeah. Damn. Did they no. just... Back then, everyone but knew everyone. Here's yep. the real question. Why were they looking for the guy? Uh, he was a sex offender or something. Oh. oh, joy. And he was hiding out at his ex-wife's house and stuff. It was this whole, whole big deal. But. Honestly, I totally thought you were going to tell a story about how your, you and your mom accidentally shot a water balloon into your neighbor's open window and ran. Yeah, we shot it over our house into an open window in the complex behind us. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom was the one that, that pulled back the balloon, by the way, in the water balloon launcher. Wait, this, this movie only has seven kills. <laughs> <laughs> Back on track. <laughs> Sorry, there's only seven kills in the whole movie. Uh, really? Yeah. yeah everyone else seven. gets attacked but survives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tara survives. Hey, 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 yeah, we can't do spoilers yet. Hang on. The one chick survives, the other chick survives, the dude survives. Fucking three times, by the way. Fucking survivors. Damn. Yo, let's take... Worst DVD killer ever. <laughs> Let's take the Survivor TV show and just put Ghostface on it and see what happens. That would so sounds actually kind of awesome. Yeah, that sounds good. Right? Yeah, like yeah. a Survivor. I'm sorry, you've been themed. voted off the yeah. island. Yeah, I, I'm down. That sounds dope. But you know people would make it cringe where they'd actually make that sound. You have been voted out of existence, sir. Please yeah. step into the murder chamber. The new Scream came out in 2022. It was directed by Matt Bettinelli. Bettinelli Olpin and Tyler Gillette. Gillett. Gillett. Yeah, there's no second E at the end, so it's not Gillette, it's Gillette. Gillette. These two guys worked on, I think, the original first two films with Wes Craven. And they made this movie in honor of Wes they wanted to do his series good, which they did, in my personal opinion. Are you I looking think it's probably one of the best ones in the series. Are you looking for the name Radio Silence? Yes, yes. Okay, so the two of them together call themselves Radio Silence. Wow, what are they? An I edgy? just looked on Wikipedia. Well, I mean, it was the 80s. <laughs> well, I mean, even now, it sounds like they're like 15-year-olds in their high school drama club. 
or they're trying to start a band. Hey, man, <laughs> that high school drama club did a lot better than the college club that fucking directed Thanksgiving. True. Can we not? <laughs> yeah, I think we've brought up Thanksgiving in every single episode since. Can we not? It's, it's that's, the worst one. That's just our recurring joke is how awful Thanksgiving is. True. I'm going to wake up and my, my sleep paralysis demon is going to be that goddamn turkey. With the shotgun. With the shotgun. And the mustache. This movie has a brand new cast. It's still got some of the legacy characters coming back, and we'll talk about that when we get there. But it's got a new main character, uh, Melissa Barrera, and Jenna Ortega as her sister. They are now your two... Slash tactic victims, I guess, would be the best way to put it. Scream princesses? Yeah. They're your new scream queens, basically, for this film. And, and the names in the movie, the oldest is Sam or Samantha, and the youngest is Tara. Mm-hmm. Or Tara? Tara? It's, it doesn't matter. But this takes place basically present day, still in Woodsboro, and the killings start again. Spoilies! Because no one knows how to get the fuck out of town. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, to be fair, it's true. Well, I mean, when you got a murder town, what else are you going to do with it? Yeah. So what would you guys rate this movie uh, out of 10 in your personal opinions before we get into the actual proper breakdown of the film and a review? 8.5. I'm going to put it at a 9. I, I honestly think about an 8 for me because just the jokes itself make up for it so fucking well because of the com- the comedy. I, I say an 8. There were, there were Every once in a while, I'll go down to like a 6, but then I really think about the problems I have with it, and all of them are explained in the movie as the satirical nature of Scream. Which is great. This movie had the best satire I've seen in a Scream movie. Yeah, it's incredible. It was fucking incredible. And And the comedic relief... Nice ands, by the way. Anyway, the comedic relief in this fucking movie is fantastic and well played. Very well played. And they do a very good job at getting the feel of the original Scream film, but making it feel modern. And there's enough references to stuff that aren't going to age too quickly. Uh, I don't know, there's a few things that I, I'm sure are going to go out of fashion pretty quick, but... I mean, they already, they reference stuff that are already out of fashion. They reference the Babadook. Yeah, true. Um, and Psycho. Well, yeah, Psycho but like, like a classic. For, like, the movie references, <laughs> sure, but, like, there's, like, the electronic uh, arming system um, is already going out of fashion. Like, there's new ways to do that. It's not just a simple click it on your phone. Most of those companies are going out of business and stuff, and they're moving on to newer things. One thing I don't really understand is she had such an old-fashioned lock on that fucking door. But How did it arm like that? It you, wasn't high tech or anything. It was it was literally a lock like ours. I know it's not hard to it's not hard to. You set just up install. Yeah, those. You yeah. just install basically an electronic turn. turn it, key. It's a pin that like pushes it. That's so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. We like, should really get that. Well, like the original movie has uh, those old school, like really big ass phones with the antenna and stuff. Like so, like, it's all gonna it's always gonna have something that's outdated, but the old movie still holds up, even though. The popcorn that you pop on the stove. Jiffy the Jiffy Pop? Jiffy Pop, even though that yeah. shit basically doesn't exist anymore. You can still find it. You, you can, can still find it. it, but no one fucking gets it anymore. You might as well just microwave your popcorn. I've never had one. I mean, it's, it's just popcorn. Okay. It's yeah. just popcorn. Okay. I saw it at the uh, store one day, and he's like, oh, Jiffy Pop, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? This <laughs> is popcorn. It's good popcorn, but it's just just, just popcorn. I prefer fresh popped. Yep. So yeah, we're all sitting at about an 8 to an 8.5, which is awesome because this movie was incredible. So the movie starts, 
as you would expect, there's a girl in a home. She gets a phone call from a creepy person who calls himself Chris, I think. Charlie. Charlie. Char- Charlie. Charlie, Charlie from Mother's Group. That starts with a C. We watched this movie yesterday, by the way, so my memory's obviously bad. I remember the important parts, and there's, there's a reason I took notes. But um, I got to say, before we even get into this, we'll talk about it when we get there, but the main characters shoot like stormtroopers. Yep, that is true. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. That, I, that's how you know who the killer is. They don't miss their shots. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Honestly, if you think about it, the killer no. who used the gun, yep, fucking perfect aim. Yep, schneeper. Every time. Every clearly time. no training. Exactly. Yep. You don't know that. I know that. Did you see the way she was holding that fucking thing? She's an actress. <laughs> so we we start our scene with Tara. She's in her house. She gets a phone call. Ghostface I, shows up. Sorry, I do have one question. Um, their last name, Sam and Tara, is Carpenter, right? Do you think that's a reference to John Carpenter? It might be. John Carpenter made Halloween. But, I mean, the original one, uh, like Billy Loomis being the killer, was a reference to Dr. Loomis. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised. Anyways, so Terry gets attacked. The killer is actually kind of smart. Breaks her leg during the uh, the tuffle, stuffle, scuffle. Tuffle, scuffle, tuffle, scuffle. I can't talk today. No one can. Anyways, during the scuffle, breaks her leg, hits his head on a table, it's comedic. And that's the the moment when you realize this killer is brutal as fuck, but also dumb. Because, I mean, they're going to make mistakes, which is one of the charms of Scream. When the killer trips up, makes mistakes, gets hit, hit with a fridge, hits his head on a counter, all that fun stuff. Falls down a set of stairs. Gets hit with a fridge? Yeah, in that's the first the, one. Yeah, but that's the first thing that came to your mind. Yeah. I love refrigerators. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I was hoping you were, I was just holding it back. I was hoping you were going oh. It was open. I had to. I want to make a meme now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we need to make a meme. Dude, uh, I had a coworker call it a meme and I like almost broke down crying. Okay, so this is where we get the first really big <laughs> twist in the film as well. Tara survives. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. That is such a meta move for this film, having the first person survive. But it plays into the story eventually. It's muy importante. Now the scene changes. We get Sam, the sister, living in California. Guess what? She gets a phone call. Your sister almost died. Woodsboro's in California. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> She's in I, Modesto. I, Not I, Modelo. I know what you're thinking. I don't give a fuck where she wait, is. Wait, I thought Woodsboro was in Maryland. There's an actual town There's named like Woodsboro. Eight oh. Woodsboro's in the U.S. Okay, I was so confused. Anyways, I was like, I thought it was Maryland. Last Sam time. goes home to see her sister. Dun, dun, dun. And this is when you meet the Motley Crew, all the stupid kids. You got uh, Frosted Tips, football player, twins that are related to somebody who's important. You forgot to Richie. Richie's introduced with Sam. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Richie is Sam's boyfriend. <laughs> who also works at the bowling alley with her, though they never mentioned. See, the this plays alley. into his. He, he did a really good job acting his character. He's very unassuming. Mm-hmm. I forgot about him. How <laughs> <laughs> did you forget? Jack Quaid is hilarious. Uh, My favorite line point. is his. So Sam and Richie, move, go to Woodsboro, Woodsboro, and there they meet. Yes, the motley crew, as you put it, mm-hmm. which is Wes, um, Amber, Liv, oh. Chad. Live, Chad, and Mindy. Mindy. So you get you get frosted tips, you get football player, twin who's kind of a geek. Uh, to the football player. Edgy bitch. 
who is still in an emo phase, even though it's 2022. Who's dating the jock. And best friend, who is kind of a bitch. Wow, there's lots of bitches. There are a lot of bitches. No bitches? No well, bitches. I'm surprised no bitches been tripping. Oh, plenty oh, of bitches tripping. This plenty movie. of bitches tripped. <laughs> <laughs> but not the correct bitches. Sometimes the correct bitches. Debatable. Amber is the best friend of Tara. The twins, Mindy and Chad, are... The geek and the football player, respectively. The, the geek and the football player. Frosted, the lesbian geek, I must admit, which mm. is fucking amazing. Frosted Tips is Wes, who looks like Sugar Ray. Yep. <laughs> he looks like discount Sugar Ray from the dollar store. <laughs> Liv, who literally exists to fuck Chad. Yeah, pretty much. Well, yep. at the beginning, it's to not fuck Chad and then bitch about not fucking Chad. Yeah. But that's the Motley crew. Now we're at the hospital. Woo! So Tara's sad. She got stabbed. <laughs> well, I would be too. <laughs> Damn it! I was stabbed. I can't fucking do my shit. Damn it! I got stabbed. And my legs broken. God, anemia sucks. And mom's fucking stuck in London. What the oh, fuck do I do now? This episode's gonna be a shit show. Yeah, it and already is. Parents are AFK. Sam shows up. <laughs> I know, you never hear once from the mom. It's just like, no, okay. did you talk to mom? Yeah, full 10-minute phone call. Shut the fuck up, Amber. The mom is in London. The dad is estranged and gone. Yeah, yeah the, the dad, dad left. Dad left at a young age. Mm -hmm. For reasons explained later. Yes. Yeah. So Sam shows up. They have their tickety-tockety. And this is when a bunch of exposition flows out. But it's actually not that bad. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like this. I know them. I'm I'm back. I left the family when I was young, but I'm back for my sister because she's hurt and sad because she got after stabbed after five years. After five years, and this is when they have their heart touching moment. Um, boyfriend is hanging out in the hospital room. He's watching the stab series because he wants to study so that he does not get killed. Because you know that's a smart thing to do, actually. <laughs> yeah. And then you get your second sort of glimpse at Ghostface. When he attacks Sam in the hospital. Which he is in the break room at the time. Yep, which is fucking ballsy to attack her in a public hospital. Mm -hmm. And then during this same moment, the Motley crew is at a bar. Oh, I do want to mention one thing that happened. That's pretty important. That happened what, before, right before Sam is attacked. She sees Billy Loomis. Yeah, so she sees her reflection of Billy Loomis. She's taking medication so she doesn't see Billy Loomis in her, in her reflection. But, I mean, she's seeing Billy Loomis. The <gasps> fuck that about? And they actually got the original actor to come back for him, which is fucking dope. Yep. Which, what is his name? It's, uh, it's something weird. I'm actually surprised that they Steve got Orch. the original because, he, like, in his uh, reflection and everything, he looks so much older. He still has the game, same gunshot rooms and wearing the same clothes as he did when he died. However, he looks older. Well, he's yeah. been rotting it's... in a casket for 30 years. And the actor is like 40. Yeah. <laughs> well, something called CGI, bro. That's... Ugh. Don't pull a 300. We watch, <laughs> we watch VFX artists reacts. There's no way. No, and that's not happening. the last episode was literally Uncanny Valley. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, the Motley Crew's at a bar. Um, some douchebags trying to bang... Live. Live. Um, they get in a fight, get kicked out of the bar... Guess what? That douchebag... What is his name? His name's Vince. I have him listed on my paper as... Hang on, you ready, you ready for this? Uh, pointless characters. Vince. 
Um, also, there's a point where the the characters in the movie reference how fucking pointless he is. Like he doesn't tie into things properly, and they have to Google it. It's kind of stupid, but also very meta, which is fine. Um, Vince tries to hit on Liv. They leave the bar after getting getting in a fight. Vince dies for apparently no fucking reason, but it's a cool Christine reference, and they also play the original song from the first movie from the from his car. Yep. Red Right Hand by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Fantastic yep. song. Oh, yeah. I also have to say, the way they framed Ghostface actually doing the killing, like the cinematography of him doing the killing, is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. when he kills Vince... It's from like they put the camera on the car with the headlights shining out. So you just see this the brick wall with the headlights on it and Ghostface right there stabbing the fuck out of him. And it's the best. He doesn't stab it, the fuck out of him though. At it's first, a quick though. one and done to the neck. Yeah. yeah. Game over. He doesn't like this is like the fastest fucking kill because late like recently, every single time someone's been attacked, it's been multiple stab wounds, right? Besides fucking Sam the first time. And I uh, I say the first time because it's obvious. Tara, not Sam. No, no, no. Tara was stabbed multiple times. Sam was not stabbed at all in the fucking hospital because she got away yeah. after, you know, basically kicking the chair into the ghost face face. <laughs> Sorry. And then it comes to Vince and it's just one quick fucking stab uh, through the neck right. and just watches him bleed out. And he's just like, this is cool. Okay, he's done. Actually thinking of back on it. That's pretty clever the way they changed up the styles. We'll get but every single other killing Ghostface stabs him like 10 times. And misses every vital organ. Exactly. Well, it, it's very interesting because you get both sides of the killer. You get the super brutal with what happened with Terra, and then you get the quick and efficient. It's like they're testing out how they want to do things. Like, do they want to go the brutal oh. route, or do they just want to get it done quick? Also, spoiler, there are two killers. Yeah. There's so, always two killers. There's three. always two killers. Which, not in three. Yeah, in three there's not. There's almost always two killers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, yeah, it gives you a very good, uh, like, separating point where you can see almost who's doing the killings once it's all revealed. It's interesting because you get the one who's kind of calm and collected and the other one is kind of insane. It's awesome. So then it, uh, he dies. He gets found later. It's not that big. Of Technically, Technically the first kill. Technically the first yeah. kill. There was an attack but not a kill yet, and then that was our, that was our first death, at least so far. Is when Sam decides that she's going to reveal her backstory to Tara. Kicks everyone out of the room. Uh, boyfriend's listening at the door because, you know, that's what boyfriends do. <laughs> is it? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. You're the boyfriend. I don't know. We've never been in a situation where you're related to a serial killer. Dun, dun, dun. You don't know that. As his boyfriend, well, I've listened a lot. Technically. <laughs> technically. So Sam is uh, related to Billy Loomis. Uh, there was an affair when... Uh, her mom was in a relationship with her dad and banged Billy Loomis before all the events of the first Scream film. So she is literally Billy Loomis. Yay! Dun, dun, dun! And that's why she's seeing visions of him and the reason that the dad left when they were young because she got in a fight with her mom, dad finds out, dad leaves, nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. And that's why Sam has been gone this whole time and left her behind in Woodsboro. And is believed to be the reason for the ghost face attacks so far and this is where we're going to get kind of dumb the googling that they had to do to find out what the fuck vince's role in all of this he was related to Stu, 
which is a really weird. I feel like he was kind of a throwaway character, but they had to get a random kill in there, and it might as well have been the douchebag who was kind of a pedophile. Yeah. At this point, they they need to figure out what's going on, and they need help. So they go to find Dewey, who is the only one of the original uh, cast that is still in the town besides the sheriff at the time, which she's only in the fourth movie, so that doesn't count. So they go find Dewey. He is retired. <laughs> <laughs> is the best way to put it. Well, okay. Dewey, no, he it, says he retired because they asked him to. Well, he's still retired, but Dewey is a retired divorced cop. Yep. yep. Who watches his ex-wife every morning. I mean, it's Courtney Cox, wouldn't you? Yeah. Hey, gotta get the news somehow. Might as well be from your ex-wife. Even though it's New York Hi, news and not I'm local Gail news. Well, I think it was actually uh, Good Morning America. Dewey calls it right off the bat with a bunch of nonsense. He literally just starts spouting out facts of never trust love interests, never trust friends, never trust anybody, basically. Right off the bat, he's just like, you're fucked. I don't want a part of this. I've been stabbed nine times. Go away. And literally kicks him out of his house, which is great. (laughs) Which I have to say, the very first thing that happens is she's like, please, like, can we please talk to you? And he's like, oh, I don't do interviews. She's like. I, we just, like, we need help. And he, I'm not here for an interview. Give me a good reason to let you in. I'm Billy Loomis's daughter. That's, That's not, not a, a good reason. reason. <laughs> Dewey is the best Dewey character. Is, God, I love, the best character. I love Dewey in this movie. Oh, how, how long have you known this guy? Six months? Ha. Huh. Huh. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> so, and then they go to the friend's house, get everyone together. Dewey shows up. Bop, bop, bop. He's the hero. He's got to show up. He's coming out of retirement. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> He's the cops trying, don't care about okay? him on the crime scene. You, you got to remember, this is after he gives Cindy a call saying, like, hey, go Sydney. face back. Sorry. Gives her a call, and she's like, I'm Sydney P- fucking Prescott. Of course I have a gun. And then he texts Gail. <laughs> he and gives her a text Gale. and gives her a smiley face. He says, Ghost face is back. back. Hope you're doing well, smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> I do, oh I do want to mention, we've, the only adjective we've put on this movie is funny. It is pretty scary at times. It has its moments. <laughs> it's fucking brutal, too. But then there's the fucking scenes where you're like, this is like, oh, that jump scene music, right? They're going to be behind the door. And it happens like four times. And yeah. you're just like. I think it was a grand total of seven and nothing happened. But I mean, the third <laughs> act is brutal. Third act is pretty nuts. So... They do the super meta talk about requels, which is basically what this movie is, and they call themselves out for it, and they call out the, the toxic fandoms, which is the reason this movie exists. <laughs> they, that, that scene is my favorite. It Dude, is the best. That is one of the best scenes of all time. We like, have watched this movie twice, and every single time we get to that scene, all I have to do is look at you, Tyler, and he's just like, shut up. <laughs> shut up i'm like i know it's familiar i know i am part of the ta- toxic fandom i understand you're it's part whatever. of the tactic fandom. <laughs> the, the tactical fandom but basically mindy stands up and explains to the whole group that this is a requel where they're bringing back the legacy characters she's she points the dewey while bringing in a new set of characters to kill off and this is also when you find out that mason and wait and chad Oh, yeah, Chad. Mason's Chad. the actor. Chad and Mindy, sorry. Chad and Mindy are related to Randy from the original film. So you have, in the original film, you have the scene in the movie store where he's just like, everyone's a suspect! And everyone's looking at him all freaky-like and stuff. 
In this one, they have the requel speech, which is just as good and just as incredible. And she even says, like, she's like, so it seems like they're killing off people who, this is when they find out that Vince was related to Stu. Some fucking how, I think. Nephew. Nephew. Through Google. Yeah, through Google, mind you. And she's like, the rest of you guys are fine, but Chad, you and I are related to R- R- Richie, Randy? Randy. Randy. So we're kind of fucked. And he's like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I thought the new characters were going to be annoying. I kind of like them. I do oh too. My, I guys. like most of them. Liv's annoying. Liv is annoying. Amber's just a fucking bitch. You know what likes. Randy doesn't die. Mindy in the first and one. Chad are fucking amazing. Yeah. Randy gets injured in the first one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some there's some double meta shit going on here. I just barely realized that because I was thinking about, like, because he, he's in the second one. Well, hang on. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. And they, they also call out uh, Sam as possibly being the killer because that would be perfect for a requel, which it would be. Just saying. They, they the daughter him. of Billy Loomis. Well, they don't know that. Yeah, they do. This is the yeah, they she reveals. Oh, she, yeah. she reveals it. But they even accuse Dewey, which, come on. <laughs> yeah, but also it would make sense. It would make sense. I just love that. How are you? Dewey's just so dejected yeah. about life for, uh, throughout this entire scene. He's just like, fuck me. <laughs> so then we jump over to after this party breaks up. Um, Sam leaves her boyfriend behind, has a mental breakdown of the car, sees Billy Loomis again. We jump over to the Hicks family house. So you get Judy Hicks, who was a deputy in four. And she's now the sheriff since Dewey has retired. Um, she's going to go get some sushi for her son, Wes. He's going to go take a shower. And she gets a phone call on her way to go get sushi. It's Ghostface. She flips the car around super fast, breaks lots of laws, but it's okay because her sirens are on, and rushes back home as the killer threatens to kill her son. And then she's runs like- right into his knife in front of the door. Yep. Yeah, like out in fucking public. Right, but the ghost face in this one is so bold. So bold. With their attacks. Mm-hmm. But also super fucking smart. Oh, yeah. This is twice now that he's manipulated people because the way that he got in the house in the beginning with Tara was he had video of her best friend. What the fuck's her name again? Amber. Amber. Oh, Amber. That's right. Of Amber being outside the window. So she tries to leave her house, but Ghostface is there. It was a pre-recorded video when he breaks himself in. And then with this one, she's running inside to go save her son, and he's just outside. In broad daylight. In broad daylight. Just stabs her in the stomach and then stabs her like ten times in the chest. Which, okay, this is the one kill that I have an issue against. Mm. She's a sheriff. There's a serial killer at her house. Where's your gun? Yep. Yep. Literally. Her, Her gun is inside. Along with the rest of fucking Wes's shit, right by the door. I also have a couple gripes about that kill, but I'll get yelled if if I bring them up because they are about anatomical correctness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's a woman; the boobs would have blocked the blade. Well, no. When you get stabbed in the stomach, blood does not come out of your mouth. That's just a movie thing. The only time blood would come out of your mouth is if you ruptured your esophagus at some point, or get stabbed in the jaw. It's okay. got it's got to be dramatic though. Maybe, exactly. She, maybe she was gassy. <laughs> I mean, he did get her in the diaphragm, but again, that has no direct link to the lung. She was hungry. She would have been burping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to burp blood through my diaphragm, through the wall of my lungs, and out of my mouth. Uh, the burps it, come from the stomach. Hey, hey, don't don't worry about it. I mean, I totally just like snapped in my mouth yesterday. 
We'll talk about that later. Um, See what I mean? This is what I'm talking about. (laughs) Let's continue. But this is where they also make the psycho reference because she's like, how do I know you're actually at my house? And he's like, have you ever seen psycho? Because Wes is taking a fucking shower. And then it has the shower head, like the water streaming down on the camera scene, just like in psycho. A great little reference. Very great reference. So... Then you get a very gratuitous, like, 10-minute scene of Wes making his way through the house. The Wes Craven tribute. The, the Wes Craven tribute, literally. So he opens lots of doors. The music ramps itself up like there's going to be a jump scare. He closes the door. There's nothing there. This happens the probably... Yeah. I think it happens four times. Like, like four, maybe seven. I like, think it just what would have been better? The total count was six. What would have been better is if the music went, oh, oh, just like they do in Wii whenever you miss. <laughs> no, the best one was because the mom, his mom is killed right in, like, at the front door. He, he goes, the front door's unlocked, he goes, hmm, and locks it and walks off. <laughs> like, the door is even partially opened, and he ho- puts his hand on the handle, stares at it. And closes the door. Not even looking out of that tiny little window. He passed by that window. I Out of your peripheral, you would have seen a body lying there. Well, I mean, those windows... Well, he was also like 30 feet away the first time. So he just looks out the side window, which is staring at a bush, and goes, Mom? <laughs> I know. Yeah, whatever. And goes and sets the table like a good little boy. Oh, yeah. She also almost stabbed her son <laughs> for all of this. Well, the kill was pretty cool, though. It was a good kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just, this like, is official kill number two. Yep. Slams him up against the wall. Well, three, because oh. he killed Judy. Yeah. That's who we're talking about. Oh, no. We're talking about Wes. Wes. Oh, we're talking about Wes now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Judy's already dead. Yeah. Judy's already dead. So. Yeah. So Wes gets slammed up against the door and Ghostface just like slowly pushes the blade through his neck. Which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Not just his neck, but the side of it. Yeah, yeah. he goes right he through the, the carotid artery. It's dope as fuck. And then just leaves him there. Yep, leaves him there. And then this is when you find out Gail's back! Woo! <laughs> After Sam goes underneath the police scene, and of course he uses the famous line, I know them. Well, yeah, everybody in this fucking town knows them. It's the goddamn sheriff. I know her son specifically. But meanwhile, Dewey's just there. Yeah, Dewey's just, just there. No one just cares. Just doing Dewey stuff. Nope. They know well, who Dewey is. Why was Dewey called? He, he just kind of showed up. He just... I mean, look. He was probably he, listening to the network and was like, oh, fuck, Judy's dead. Dewey is retired. So if you're a cop, but you see the expert in exactly what the fuck is going on, are you going to tell him to go fuck off? That, and he's... Like, Judy replaced him. So it, he's showing up to show his respects for Judy. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. fine. Everyone knows who he is. He's fine. But then, I'm, I'm just wondering who called him or, like... Yeah, it's Dewey. My guess is he probably has a police radio still. But then Gail shows up, slaps him, and yells at him for sending her a text. A text message? You tell me in a text message? I didn't want to scare you. You were busy. You were on the air. How do you know? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so then the police officers that are supposed to be watching Tara, Tara in the hospital show up, and Sam freaks the fuck out, rightfully so, because that means no one's watching her. So she goes to rush to the hospital, Dewey joins her, and they beeline it there. Switches perspectives. You now have Tara in the hospital on a isolated floor to avoid her getting attacked so that she can have guards. But all the guards are gone except for the one, which is fucking stupid and bullshit and wouldn't happen. But it's a movie, so There it's would fine. still be staff on that. Like, there has to be a staff member in case of emergencies. Yeah, but it's a movie, so I guess we can't complain too much. It's also... <sighs> This movie is meta enough where it's making fun of the fact that that happens so often. Like, let's think of Halloween 2 real quick. 
Can we not? With the hospital that has like maybe 10 people working at all times. We're talking about Halloween Kills. Right? And decide no, to Halloween f- 2, the original oh. one. Oh, okay. And decide to fucking fuck in the hot tub thing and then he just turns up the heat. Yeah, yeah. literally. Like it's, there's literally like 10 people working and it's Halloween Don't have night. sex in a horror movie. Guys, you know that. Terry gets attacked. Um, he's on the phone with Sam because the boyfriend showed up fuck's his fucking name richie 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 shows up to save her because sam called her and he gets knocked out and the killer answers the phone they're talking on the phone sam stalls just long enough for dewey to open the elevator at the end of the hallway and miss all of his shots like a fucking stormtrooper yep honestly though badass it was badass they waited literally just to the right moment when he was about to stab tara and also the scariest point of the film because tara's going towards the elevator but she's injured she's in a wheelchair she can barely move yeah broken leg all of her stitches are popping from her multiple stab wounds she's crawling across the floor she's trying to use a wheelchair and mind you in the very very beginning her hand is literally stabbed through so dewey shoots like a stormtrooper um, still manages to tussle with the killer and throw them into a uh, thing full of a bunch of trophies and pictures and then shoot them four times in the chest. Uh, three, I believe. I, I it was three or four. <laughs> I don't care. It was an amount of times it was more than two. <laughs> in the chest. And so then they go to leave and Dewey's like, wait, this is my time to shine. Headshots, people. Headshots. Realizes that he hasn't finished the job. Goes back in there to finish the job. Gail calls him because she's worried about him. He's distracted just long enough to get stabbed. The killer rips out another knife, stabs him in the back, and guts him like a fucking fish. After saying, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, Um, That's right. Dewey dies. Finally. Dewey dun dun dun. (laughs) What what did you just say? Dewey's dun dun dun. During that scene, they also reveal that the ghost face was, in fact, wearing a Kevlar vest. And has bubes. And has bubes. I don't really... Th- I, on my opinion, I couldn't really tell. I was, couldn't tell. Neither could I. I could tell. I already it's said that. It's right here. Yeah, it's... It is at this point where Sam, Richie, and Tara decide to do the smart thing and get the fuck out of Woodsboro. One, two, three, no fucking way. <laughs> what? What's the address? One, two, three, no fucking way, Lane? We're getting there. But as favorite. they're leaving... Gail is in the hospital reception area mourning Dewey for obvious reasons. And Sydney shows up. And Sydney shows up. So now we have all three of the legacy characters back in Woodsboro. One of them in the grave and two of them ready to kick some ass. And they basically go up to these two fucking kids and ask him, will you help me murder this man? Yep. That's an actual one. So you're asking me to help a reporter... And a something or other. Yeah, I don't remember what she says. To commit murder. Yeah, no, that's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so they drive off, but it's Sydney fucking Prescott. She put a tracer on their car. That <laughs> 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 says that's something Gail Weathers would do. So, yeah, they go. And they, they try to follow these guys. But, oh, no! Tara's inhaler's missing. And she's an asthmatic who got stabbed in the chest. So, I mean, they need that inhaler. So they decide that they need to go to Amber's house where her spare inhaler is instead of, you know, just turning around and going to the fucking hospital, which would be the safe option. Honestly, you like a hospital would be like, oh, you don't have an inhaler. Here's one. There you go. Literally. Here's, it's not that hard. A buterol isn't even that hard of a controlled substance. It's pretty easy to get your hands on. 
They literally just left the hospital. Yep. They could take five minutes and go back and be like, hey, we need one. And they're like, go, let's go to an airplane. What's the, what's the address? And the boyfriend's like, one, two, three, no fucking way street. Which no is fucking way lane. No fucking way lane. I still so think it good. should have been one, two, three, four, no fucking way. But yeah, it is so good. The boyfriend is an incredible. Incredible. <laughs> really good portrayal of his character. So then they get to Amber's house. There's a party going on. A, a morning party, morning west. Yes, yep. because where everybody's just drinking and fucking. How else do you mourn people besides parties? And Chad and Liv are making out on the couch, and now suddenly she wants to fuck him, even though at the beginning she said she's not going to fuck him. And he's like, "Well, I'm not 100 sure you're not the killer." And she's like, "Fuck you," and leaves. Which I mean, you're related to Randy. Good suspicions. <laughs> yeah. Good head on your shoulders. Yep. And Mindy's watching Stab, which is great. <laughs> I love those characters so much. Right. They're so good. But yeah, Liv storms off. Eventually, Chad goes, okay, maybe I should go find her. Goes to leave. Mindy yells at him to grab a weapon. He grabs a candlestick. He leaves. And then he gets a request on his phone to, like, find my location for Liv. He follows it. Which and then they actually, he, he he was upset with Liv because Liv wouldn't give the find my fam location to him in the very beginning. Yeah. But, so, he's trying to find her, can't find her in a bush, literally says, fuck this, tries to go back in the house, then gets attacked. Yep. Gets stabbed in the leg, chased down, throws his phone off into the distance so that he can't be tracked on the Find My whatever app because his hands are covered in blood now. Decides to book it, gets tackled down and stabbed a bunch of times in the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, once Ghost, again, missing every vital organ. But Ghostface can't finish him off because guess who shows up? Sam, Tara, and Richie. Yep. yep. Is this before or after Amber and uh, Mindy go into the basement? Oh, they did that before this. Mm. That was before. Yeah. But that's and, not that important. Yeah, it's literally just them being like, what if I'm the killer? Like, and it's just Mindy being like, no, you, like... I know you're not the killer, because I am. I'm just fucking with you. Go upstairs. <laughs> yep. After you, you're learning. <laughs> it's just a little exposition moment. It's really not that important to the plot. So Tara shows up. They end the party. Everyone goes home. Now it's just all of the core cast in the house. Um... Amber and Tara go upstairs to go grab her inhaler. And they're kind of just dilly-dallying around the house waiting for Tara at this point. Um, a boyfriend wants a beer, has to go down to the basement, and he's like, do you want to go with me? And, of course, Mindy is like, fuck no. <laughs> Good for asking, but fuck no. He's like, all right, I'll be right back. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> God, I love the two of them. God, it's so good. Okay. So he disappears for a bit. Um, then you get a literal recreation of the scene from the first movie where Randy's watching Halloween screaming behind you while there's a killer behind him and he's on a security camera and someone in a van is yelling behind you. She's now watching Stab during that scene yelling behind you while, while the killer is behind her. <laughs> the it's, meta is unreal it's so it's so meta it's i just love how she's like behind you turns Lo- around looks behind her and she's like shit she realizes she's in a horror movie and she needs to turn around mm-hmm. gets stabbed there's a kerfuffle again sam shows up she's like no you're okay the killer runs off somewhere and now everyone thinks that sam stabbed her for some reason um, boyfriend comes out of the basement, drops beer all over the ground. They're like, where the fuck were you? 
Um, Amber's like, like, oh. no, I was with Tara. Yeah. I do want to mention one thing, because mm. I think it's mentioned beforehand. Because um, Sydney calls Sam before all of this happens. Yes, because they have the yes. tracker. Yes. And mentions that they are in Stu Mocker's house where Scream 1 took place. Yep. So they are now in the original house. All the legacy characters are present. Mm-hmm. It's literally a reek. But now all of the... So there's Sam, um, Tara, Amber, Richie, and Liv. Because yep. Liv comes Liv back comes screaming. Back bitching about well, finding Chad. Bitching? <laughs> well, at first she was bitching in the, about how her life sucks. And then there's... Why is there blood on your hands? I found Chad. Yeah. And then Amber makes I am not the killer. And then and then Amber shoots her in the fucking face. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love that part honestly because she's like, "I am not the fucking killer." And Amber's like, "I know." And shoots her. And right in the head. Just right like, in the fucking face. Fucking like pistol whip. <laughs> Amazing. Which she literally did in the basement with Mindy like 10 minutes ago. She's like, "I know you're not the killer cuz I am." Mm-hmm. So that's incredible setup right there. Foreshadowing. Woo! Okay, so now Amber is revealed as one of the killers. Everyone scatters. And at this point, I think Sydney and Gail have come to the house. Yeah, have arrived. Yep. So Sydney and Gail are pulling up as Sam and there's a bunch of screaming. Yeah, yeah. Sam and Richie are in the basement, and Richie is trying to convince Sam that Tara is actually the killer. Yes. Um, Which honestly, honestly that's some convincing shit right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she storms back off into the house. Some screaming happens as Gail and Sydney show up. They look at each other, ask if they're ready for this. They're like, for this? Never. Pull and out two guns. Pull out two guns. And at this point, Amber runs out of the house. He stabbed me! Help me! And this is one of my favorite scenes. I think this is absolutely my favorite scene. Oh, it's a fucking good one. Yeah. So Sydney looks at Gail and says, what do you think? Gail says, it's a trap. And of course, Amber, hearing this, says, fuck it, shoots Gail straight in the stomach. <laughs> While Sydney misses every shot because Stormtrooper ran. Because Stormtrooper Like, ran. seriously, fucking, like, Midwest, like, around like the back, Around the back, not even using the sights, just quick draw, bang, dead on every time. Yep. Everyone else actually aiming can't hit shit. Yep. So you know exactly who the killer is because of their aim. Well, and she just <laughs> shot someone in the fucking face. And, but, like, you think Sydney, <laughs> after all that she's gone through, would buy a gun and not take classes to get her aim better? Oh, obviously. Well, and I know she took classes because in two and three she talks about her training. Like yeah. she went through actual survival training. Yeah, yeah. apparently and that training is trash. Yeah. Pistol shooting is harder than it looks. Apparently not for the killers. Well, not for fucking Amber. <laughs> yeah, she's still in high school. Just using <laughs> Dewey's gun to fuck shit up. Uh, she's in. Uh, she's a high I, schooler. I don't think it's Dewey's gun. I think it's a uh, Dewey. It's, no, no. Remember, she stole the gun off of the uh, the police officer that was killed in the hospital when oh, Am- when Tara was yeah. attacked the second time. True, mm-hmm. but that holster was for a semi-automatic, and she had the same model of revolver as Dewey had. Well, we're not talking about statistics here. All we know it's is that there's statistics. a statistics. She logic. never used it. Anyways. Sydney makes her way into the house after Amber runs off again. Um, yells, if you're a killer or not, you need to come out, and then starts shooting all of the doors. Before <laughs> opening them. Before opening them, which is the smartest fucking thing ever. Yeah. Like, but, she literally just starts shooting the fucking doors. It's Sydney Prescott. I mean, do you, would you expect anything less? Right. So she gets a phone call from the killer, uh, finds out that there's two of them over the phone, because, you know, that's original at this point. And you can actually hear the, the gunshots echoing through the phone, so you know she's getting close. Yep. She shoots through one of them, and guess who's on the other side? The boyfriend who's been shot in the leg. See, that's one of my favorite parts that I do want to mention. Which you where, can 
she is on the phone, gets to the door where Richie is, and the killer's telling her to, like, not hang up. She says, fuck you, hangs up anyway, shoots through the door, and hits Richie in the leg. And she says, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. She says, I'm bored, and shoots. Yep. And I, you actually can hear the wait through the door. Through the door. If you listen close enough. You can hear it through the door and the phone. Of, and then she's like, why the fuck did you come out? And he's like, you're waving a gun! <laughs> you're shooting! <laughs> you're shooting people, you bitch! <laughs> so then, killer comes out of a different door tries to kill Sydney. she just beats the fuck out of him uh, against the wall and then throws him over the railing going with them over the railing which, which is incredible ow yeah <laughs> so then you get richie limping down the stairs because he's been shot in the leg now and he's bitching about how Sydney shot him so he can't move faster <laughs> richie <laughs> get the gun amazing. what if you fucking didn't shoot me <laughs> yeah so sam shows up grabs the gun uh Gives it to Richie so that he can do the dirty deed of shooting the killer. And he stabs Sam in the stomach. Dun, dun, dun! We now have both our killers. Mm -hmm. The boyfriend. Dewey nailed it. In one. In one. In one. He even says that. He's like, you should listen. Like, Dewey nailed it in one shot. (laughs) Never trust a love interest. Everyone's a suspect. (laughs) And then they reveal that this whole entire thing is because Stab 8 is not like how it should be. And how they're trying to make a new one and a requel make it better by bringing back the legacy character. Yada, yada, yada. Plot twist. Right. The, 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 The killers are fanboys, a fanboy and a fangirl. Who met on Reddit. Yeah, they on a subreddit. On sorry. Reddit. They met on Dreddit. Yeah, Dreddit. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Which is which is even worse because they're just like, this needs to happen. And then they reveal they're like, oh yeah, we gotta stage the bodies to make it look like dun 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 Billy Loomis's daughter is mad at Sydney for killing her dad. Bunch of stupid exposition monologue shit. It's like, sorry, that was done in number two. The mom was already mad. It's fine. (laughs) That was also done in number three. Yeah, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. So uh, now you get the showdown between all the characters. Um, How does it start? I don't remember. Okay, so first... Well, before before Sydney goes in, uh, Sam goes upstairs to untie Tara. Finds her tied up in a closet, but doesn't actually show if she unties her or not because she's questioning if she's actually the killer. So now you're placed in the situation where the killers are giving their speech about how they met on Dreaded, they want to make Stab 9, and they want to make it better than all of the rest because it's going to be like the original. Um, Sydney actually gets stabbed by trying to resist because she goes for a knife. Um, Gail gets dragged into the room. And the boyfriend, Richie, goes to go find Tara. No, it's the other way around. Amber, yeah, Amber goes to go find yeah. Amber, tells Amber yeah, to go find okay. him. They're Amber all goes, in the kitchen at this point. Yeah, Amber goes to find Tara. Tara's gone. So Sam and actually untied her because it's her sister. She's not going to not trust her sister. Um, at this point, Tara comes out of fucking nowhere with a crutch and beats the fuck out of Amber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful scene. Yeah. Just around the corner. down by a cripple. This movie had the most beatdowns of any screen. Yeah, literally, oh, the amazing. killers got beat the shit out of, and it's great. <laughs> so then, I don't remember how the well, boyfriend gets disarmed. I think it's Sydney and Gail do something. No, Sam rushes off. Yeah, and then the, the okay. So then Richie Sam rushes off oh, after biting his arm. That's right. Sam a- attacks Richie, and they go off and fight each other. Yep. Amber comes back to the kitchen, and that's when Gail and Sydney fight her. 
Yes. yes. After hitting her in the face with hand sanitizer. Probably my favorite kill. Honestly. Fucking hand sanitizer? <laughs> no. Glass bottle hand sanitizer smashed against the face. Which was right by the oven. Why was that by the oven? By your, like, your gas stove oven. But there's, there's fighting. And then... Then there's the phrase of uh, passing on the torch, which is taken literally in a couple seconds. Because Amber is shot, which sends her into a stove, which her, now that her face is covered in hand sanitizer, lights on fucking fire. And one thing I have to mention is, have you lit a gas stove before? You know how you have to hear the fucking clicking before you turn it on and you see the flames, right? No, that wasn't the gas stove. It was a gas stove. It just took like one spark to ignite it. Yeah, she literally hits it with her hand and it turns on. But you're supposed to push in, click it a little bit, and then turn it on. That's how those fucking stoves work. Yep, when um, Sydney because... got stabbed, she ran into it and turned it on. Hmm. Well, regardless, Amber is dead now, killed by Gale. Supposedly. Supposedly. By being literally set on fire. Literally Allegedly set on fire. Shot, shot three times and set on fire. And nope. fucking Gale goes, enjoy the torch. And you're like, what the fuck, Gale? <laughs> the sassafras on this one. Gale don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, Sam gets thrown down the stairs by Richie. Well, there's the whole chase. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole chase. They fight upstairs again. She gets thrown down the stairs. Um, she's crawling across the floor, sees a reflection of her dead dad in a mirror pointing down at the floor, and she realizes there's a knife underneath under the, curtains. the curtain. So she's crawling towards it all dramatically. He's bitching about how he was honored to kill her or something, and how this is his ending. And uh, she's like, "I'm imp- implementing a new rule." He flips her around. What's that? Never fuck with a serial killer's daughter. And she stabs him through the cheek and then in the chest like 12 times. Yep. Oh, yeah. Just goes oh, ham on him. Just fucking stab, stab, stab. Ha. It's so No pun good. intended. Yes, it is. Just the brutal, raw, emotional fuck you with a bl- very sharp object. Yeah, it was great. The last thing Richie says is, but what about my ending? And so <laughs> yes. she slits his throat. I'm giving it to you right now. So good. Cuts his fucking neck open. So and good. Him Here's out. your ending. Nope. Yay, killers are dead. Woo! Sit, uh, she re- Sam reunites with Tara. Sydney and Gail come over. They all have a, woohoo, we won! But be careful. They always come back. So she shoots him four times, even though he's already been fucking stabbed uh, and slit. Three times. Twice in the chest, once in the head. Which went through yep. his fucking yep. chin. Through the bottom of the jaw, out the back of the but, skull. Which was dope. Fucking beautiful. And then they're like, ah, it's over. And then Amber comes out, like, after being burned. Even though I don't know how the fire got put out, or how it didn't spread throughout the rest of the house. She's just half-melted running, and I can't remember if Gail or Cindy just no. shoots it, her in the fucking face. It was face. Tara. It was Tara. Tara. Yep. Tara shoots her in the face. And that's, like, when Tara, that's when they reunite. Before we get to the really bad quote right. that she makes, um, she looks like Jason Voorhees without his mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when she comes running out of there she's just like there's another reference goopy and on fire um so tara shoots her and her phrase is i still think i still like the babadook more i still prefer the babadook i still prefer the babadook Mm -hmm. which is fucking stupid but you know what this whole movie is a a comment on fans liking elevated horror now which is super meta again and fucking hilarious Mm -hmm. oh definitely not to say elevated horror can't be good no, it can be. It can be when done properly. Jordan Peele has to be done properly, which they mentioned in the movie that yep. he's awesome because he is. One thing that I'm still like really upset about is Sam was stabbed in the fucking side. And when the paramedics get there, they just put a bandage over her shirt, by the way. Like, don't even cut away like the 
bloody pieces of the shirt like they're supposed to. Just put a giant bandage around and it's not even bleeding through. It's it's a movie. So now we have our two new main characters of the franchise. And Gale has decided not to write a book about the events that happens, but to write a book to honor Dewey. And the movie ends. Aww. And before the credits hit, you see four Wes, because this movie was made out of respect for Wes Craven. And goddamn did they do it right. Oh, yes, they did. This is probably one of the best horror movies I've seen come out in years. Mm -hmm. So what's everyone's favorite kill? Mine is Dewey. (gasps) Dewey's is really good. Richie's is really good. I love... Oh, we forgot to mention, Chad and Mindy survived. Yeah, yeah they survived. They're, they're getting carted out on gurneys at the end scene, and they just give each other a thumbs up from adjacent Because that is ambulances. their that is their thing. That's just their vibe. Yeah, they, they knew this was going to happen. It's fine. Yep. They're they, just vibing like, we did it. I feel like the killers let them survive because Richie survived the first movie. Randy. Yeah. Or Randy. They, they both got chased off before they could they finish, could finish it. it. Which is exactly what happened in the first one. Yeah. Ironic. Yeah. Literally, like, this just reminded me. Everyone, a lot of people hated uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens because it was literally just a new hope. Why do people not react the same way to Scream 5? Because it was just Scream 1. All right. I, as far as because... favorite kill, I'm actually probably going to go with what's his fuck. Vince, first guy to die. Oh, just the quick? Because just it's the... quick, efficient, and proper. <laughs> I don't know. I might have to give mine to... As far as coolest, I'm going to go with Richie. I think my favorite's Richie. Stab to the cheeks? Come on, That's man. a good one. But my ending! Oh my god, I hate that, honestly. Fan Thinking boys. about it... Hmm. Oh, that's like a really hard one, because I like most of the attacks. I don't I don't like really most of the, any of the deaths. We can go with attack. Mm-hmm. My favorite attack is probably the hospital scene attacking Tara. That's a really, really good one. It was a good emotional drawn-out scene. They did, they, they did a good job with She the was suspense. a really fucking good actress with how much pain she looked like she was in. Like, oh, like damn. Jenny Ortega is awesome, honestly. So, so what? Mm-hmm. I was going to ask what your guys' favorite quote was. Oh, I, you know mine already. <laughs> I already mentioned it. So I'm bored. Hang up. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a tough one for me. Give me a minute to think on that. So while you're thinking about that, um, the main thing that I want to talk about real quick is where do you guys think that the series is going? Because Scream 6 has already started filming. Um, I think it literally started filming yesterday. And the thing I'm really upset about is that both Courtney Cox and Neve Campbell have been requested for roles in this film. Which bothers me specifically because I think that this was their chance to go on with a whole new story. They have two new characters that are linked just enough to keep the story consistent and still on the same timeline, but still move off from the original characters and have their own story now. They did their movie to respect Wes, now they can build their own franchise again. But I feel like they're holding too much onto the old characters. I feel like they they brought them back in because I feel like they think that they need to kill them. Yeah. They need to kill, which they don't. Yeah, they don't. They like Sydney and uh Gail won. Mm-hmm. What I'm hoping kind of happens is that they don't exactly bring them in, like bring them back to wherever they are and the killings start happening with them around kind of like how it happened, right? I want it to kind of happen with that phone call and for uh Sam or Tara to call like Sydney or Gail and be like I don't know what to do with this. It's happening again. And them just being like, 
here's what you do. Here's how it can help. Here's what I did. Good luck. That's what I hope it is, that they're more That's cameos. That's kind of what I'm hoping, is for more of a cameo for sure. Because, like, Gail makes sense to an extent because she is literally a journalist. Mm-hmm. Like, and she writes books about this stuff. And it, it makes sense for her to be pulled in, even if it's just for her to be pulled in to be killed. It would make sense. But Sydney is pushing it at this point because she was the main character through one through five. She was basically a cameo character in this one that helped bring a conclusion to the film. And I think that her story is done. The torch has been passed to Sam and Tara now. Mm-hmm. They're now the new characters. Sydney won. She has a family. Mm-hmm. With Mark. With Mark. <laughs> Fucking Mark. <laughs> Who the fuck is Mark again? Her husband. No shit. I mean, like, was he's he in any of the character. movies? He, no. He's just Mark. He's literally just Mark. I love how she kept her last name, Mark though. the sperm donor. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still super excited for more Scream franchise stuff because this absolutely is my favorite slasher series out there i'm, I'm a little worried. upset because i feel like they ended it perfectly yeah they well that's the thing is that i i knew there was going to be more because now you have a whole new timeline you can go with i'm just upset that i think they're holding on too much to those characters so. well that brings us basically to the end is there anything new that you guys are excited for that's coming out mobius morbius 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 i'm very excited for morbius mobius is the dude from uh the matrix that's Morpheus. It's Morpheus. It's Morpheus. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Mobius is... Mobius strip? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's I a think, side storm. Actually, I think Mobius is a Marvel he, character. Oh, it probably is. Probably. Or maybe he's a DC character. I've been too no, much into my Fallout. There's a character There's named Morbius, Mobius. which is the vampire. I'm still excited for Black Phone. Still hasn't come out yet. <laughs> it keeps getting pushed back. It's the same as I've said like the last four episodes. I, it's just... I, it'll get come out eventually. And I'm excited for it. One day. You know what I'm excited for? Mm. The next Halloween. Oh my god. Halloween ends next year. Thank god. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies in a year. Hopefully. (laughs) I I hope he just murders the whole town and the movie ends with like a zoom out of him being in his original room and the entire town on fire. That would be pretty dope. That would actually be pretty cool. Please. (laughs) Down on the brutalness and just let him go ham. Yep. For real. I'm going to have to count the deaths again, aren't I? Sure. I think Google can do that for you. Yeah, like literally we can just Google it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I just think it's funny how like as soon as we were walking out of the movie theater, I was like, this many deaths and you guys didn't see, but this one guy was like, <laughs> like looked at me like I'm the creepiest fucking person because you're like, okay. And I was oh, no, like, I yeah, so it. there was this many deaths and he's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, I was counting the deaths. I feel like there's going to be a lot of those when we're in a movie theater after a horror movie and we just instantly start analyzing it. <laughs> yeah. And people are just going to be like, what the fuck is going we, on? We run a podcast. Don't worry about it. You run a podcast. Start listening. (laughs) All right. Well, that brings us basically to the end of our episode. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's all slashing expectations except for Twitter where it's just at slash expect. If it's something longer that's a tweet or an Instagram post, it's angelcast at gmail.com. A-N-G-E-A-L-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Yep. Tell us what to watch next. Um, The Omen. (laughs) Oh, the Omen. Yeah, well, I was telling them to tell Ringo. Us what to watch yeah, next. we should we should we should watch like well, we should watch the Omen. Yes, everybody out there, watch the Omen and then comment on the post that we're gonna make and tell us what you thought of it. I'm gonna make one. So just like, what do you think of the Omen? It's what do you think of Damon? It's literally Anthony Hopkins being a good guy, yet he's still creepy. You're thinking of the right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
Damn, get your movie straight, Jake. The Omen is about Damien, the demon child. Oh, that's right. <laughs> get your movie straight. <laughs> I'm glad we had that one. Okay. That was pretty oh, funny. Wait. Actually, you know what? Because because of this is going to be kind of a, a swirly about what our next episode is probably going to be about. Everybody out there, go watch The Color Out of Space. It's an H.P. Lovecraft film. It's got Nicolas Cage in it. Enjoy your time. <laughs> but that's the end of the podcast. I'll be back. It's just trying to be part of itself. It's trying to be part of the group. And man, it's always like that person just walking on the grass when your two friends are on the sidewalk. <laughs> I'm putting that entire thing. I gotta connect to the Wi-Fi and download my memes. <laughs>